This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. So we're back again. Let's go. Another dope, dope, dope episode of Black Fly on the Wall, the podcast. Uh, today, you know, we're going to get into the topic, but first let's introduce the cast to my right. Sam, introduce yourself. What's going on, y'all? Y'all know who it is. Sam, master and the man, co-host Black Fly on the Wall. Let's go. Let's get it. To my left, the the, the 919 legend. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm Colton Palmer, <laughs> of course, from, from Durham, North Carolina, Bull City. City uh, here I we got, go. I got to keep that rolling. We're <laughs> always going to rep the bull. Y'all see his product right there. Oh, yeah. So, Bedlam Vodka. I will tell you a little bit more about it later, but. Nice. Sipping on it. Yes, sir. Y'all gonna make me go after that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they know who you are now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my name is Duke. Um, you can find me at Dr. Duke DDS. Um, happy to be here, man. Nice, nice. And today we have our, we are joining a special young lady. Can you introduce yourself? Hi, my name is Dorothy D. Marie on Instagram. All right, get hey. the followers up. All right. Hey. All right. That's what's up. That's what's up. So today's topic is do women set unrealistic standards and high expectations when dating and before you know we 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 always know a good art is listening more than you speak so we want to definitely get your opinion on that as a a woman um and how old are you i'm 35 okay and are uh you married single in relationship divorced okay Mm -hmm. all right so that we just we just ask you that so we can get a little perspective of where Mm -hmm. you're coming from so what what is your what is your opinion on that do you do you think women of today's generation set um, unrealistic standards and high expectations when dating? I definitely say so. Um, I'm going to definitely blame social media for that. Okay. Um, I was raised in a very different environment from most people. I have parents who were born in the 50s. So I was raised by, my mom is almost 70. So okay. grow up watching her and my stepdad interact that's the expectations I have on a man, like courtship, protection, pamper, and reciprocating. Um, today's expectation on dating, women see stuff on Instagram and expect to, you know, meet someone who has, you know, unlimited amounts of money mm-hmm. to court them. And, you know, they kind of don't want to really give anything in return for that. Mm-hmm. You know, they just want to kind of be that pretty face and I deserve it off the rip on nothing. Right. right. So, and you know, and then you, oh, that was a major point that you, that was a major point that you said about social media. And I, I like how you expanded on that because I, I do think that's a statement that's said pretty often, but it's like a very large statement that isn't honed in on a lot. Mm-hmm. And I think whenever you talk about social media, there's no issue with social media. It's just that you're using social media as your standard. Yeah. You know, you're using that as your bar. And that should definitely be the last thing on your table. Honestly, you should use your friends as more so of a standard before you talk about social media because you're choosing to congregate and interact with people that hopefully you admire, right? And so, or like-minded with yourself. And so, yes, I, I do agree with you on, on on that as far as social media being a standard. So I think I think one problem with the social media part that you're talking about is that. Uh, the people we follow on social media are people who we want to be. 
not people who are like us, right? And that goes back to what you're saying, like set your bar amongst the people that you aspire to be around, not the people that you just see on Instagram and stuff yeah. like that. Your network is your yeah. network. There was a major word that you said that I loved, and I think this is the word that's missed, and that's reciprocation. I think that's the the standard that we're missing. We got mm-hmm. everything else, the money, the courting, the the loving, all that, but it's the reciprocation part of it where I think men feel like that's the lacking, especially with these standards. Like, okay, I can do all this, but what am I getting in return? And not Absolutely. so much of like, what can you do for me? But it's like, how are you appreciative, you know, appreciative of what's going on and what's happening in the relationship? Absolutely. Colton, what you got on that? Man, I just got to say, like, <clears throat> when it comes to standards, just in, in my personal opinion, you know, when it comes to women lowering standards or, or should they maintain those standards, I think the standards should be more so based on a human level, mm. uh, ethical, moral. Never drop those standards of the type of human being you want to be around. When it comes to financial, mm. there are a lot more things to take into consideration mm-hmm. with financial, where, where that gentleman may be in his life, where he wants to go. Of course, you want to you know, meet someone that's on the right trajectory, but he may be on his way there. Yeah. You know, and you don't want to miss out on that person, especially if you all have a strong human Absolutely. And, you know, and you know, the, the echo of what you're saying is that, you know, it's a lot of it's a lot of unrealistic standards because I feel like women don't understand how men fit into the puzzle of life. And so sometimes you're trying to take a man that's a certain puzzle piece size and fit him into a space that he de- technically does not and is impossible to fit in. A case in point being this, you know, we, we echoed this statistic on a past episode um uh, when we're talking about um, men making the average of $42,000 a year. But the stat is that um, most men don't hit their financial peak or their financial high-earning stride until they're 40, 45, 50, 55 years old. Typically, if you're, being, if you're on a good trajectory, it's 40 years old. But all honesty, 45 to 55 years old. And so if you have the expectation that I'm going to go out here, I'm 25 years old, and I'm going to get a 25-year-old man, that's and I want this. I have this standard that I'm placing on him that he's going to make this amount of money. You are already losing and going to mess yourself up when it comes to how you view relationships, right? And so we oftentimes in the chat talk about trade offs. It's like okay, is let's say money. Okay, let's let's go with your scenario. Let's say money is that important to you. Go date an older man that's more so hitting that financial peak and that financial stride. If money is not that important to you and you're willing to work with, like Colton said, a man that you see his trajectory is on that path, he's doing well now, but you know in 10 years you can put your last dollar on it that he's going to probably double or half the time his salary, then you may want to pick a man that's more so your age and is on that path of gaining more wealth later on in life. But it's unrealistic for women out here that's dating some, that's dating their whether they're 30, 35, or 40, and expecting for men to have this amount of money, especially when the median income of a black family right now is $24,000. Go ahead, Duke. Just tracking back to the expectation aspect, right? From what I've seen and heard, because I I have a – I was raised by women professionally, right? Mm -hmm. Sisters, majority of the people around me were women – didn't really have a choice in that. But from what I hear in that space and in those thought circles, et cetera, those schools of thought, the expectation is I want a traditional husband. That's a man that's going to provide, protect, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But they're not expecting on their end to be traditional 
lives in any sense, mm-hmm. right? Don't ask me to cook. Don't ask me to do this, that, the third. I just came back from work. Now you want X, Y, and Z, but you want that man to stay in his lane mm-hmm. while your lane has all of effectively shifted, mm-hmm. right? And so I say, I say it this way. Women have evolved. Men have not. That's not a derogatory or detrimental statement against or towards men. It's simply that you have a linear way of thinking. Absolutely. We are going to continue to protect, provide, et cetera, et cetera. That is what we are, who we are. That's our foundation. It's low-key ingrained, right? The issue now is that our women have taken on those very same roles. Mm -hmm. And so now we're looking at them saying, we expect this from you, but we can't get that because they have now achieved a different level of independence absolutely right and that independence in and of itself has detracted from our quote-unquote relationship dynamic because what they're expecting from us hasn't changed it's what mm-hmm. they have absolutely yeah. right? wait what you got what you got for that on that dorothy that, what duke is saying is very true so most black women grew up in a household i hate to say it with single black moms watching their moms do everything on their own so they are in a mindset of i have to be a strong black woman like, I have to be able to provide for myself, sometimes even with the mindset of, I don't need a man. Mm. So when they do Most come times. across a man that they feel like they may want, they've never really had that upbringing and kind of grooming to have a man of that caliber. Absolutely. So they're and definitely going to, like, constantly so, butt heads but, because and I, and I, she wants to leave and he wants to leave. And and I will say I will I will echo your statement because it's it's changed. Our grandmothers' eras knew era knew that they needed a man to survive because of where black people were as a community, socioeconomically, right? The men were working in the factories, very few of them had education. The women could hardly get work because white feminism really didn't support black women also excelling and being able to get out of the house as well. So they their women, our grandmothers uh, culture on uh, their um, generation knew that, but then they, they dealt with a lot of different things where they taught their children not to, you don't need a man. Mm-hmm. You now have government assistance. You now can go to college. You now can do all these things that I was unable to do. So you don't need a man. And so now we have the, the ramifications of that culture that was taught, that was taught that. So I feel like all in all, what you're saying is very true. Like we hear it a lot. Go get your go education, go get your education, mm-hmm. go get your education. Not these are the tools I'm going to teach you to be a feminine woman and to be a wife one day. It's kind of like get your education, figure out how to be a wife later. Mm-hmm. You yes. know, or be a wife when you become a wife. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Now you got to be a wife. And that, and, and that. And that's. <laughs> and that, <laughs> please, please do us all a favor. And that's and that. So whenever that happens, you're winging it. You know. Winging yeah. It. You know, like I, I feel like as men and Sam, I'm gonna let you go. As men, it's kind of like, like dude was saying that protect, provide. You're taught that at a very young age as a boy, especially if you have a sister. Yeah, sisters, mm-hmm. right? right. If you have a sister, you're taught that. And so, like, even if it's not in, even if it's not told to you, this is what a husband is to do, you're easily able to identify with those roles because you've been doing it. Mm-hmm. Right. But as a young girl, like if you have older brothers, are you in the kitchen with your mom learning how to cook? Like, mm-hmm. are you in the kitchen um, with your mom and she's preparing dinner? Are you serving your brothers, putting their plate on the table and setting up the the cult, the, the, you know, the, the, the fork and the knife and all those different things like that. And so like, are you learning those feminine roles or are you solely focused on your education? Can I ask Dorothy a question? Yeah. Dorothy, what's your take on the term or use of the term serve? Well, like I said, I grew up with a mom who's almost 70 
So naturally serving a man is almost vice versa of what I expect from him to do. So like I expect him to take care of me, I'm gonna take care of him, I'm gonna serve him, make sure when he comes home from work, make sure house is clean, you know, dinner's prepared, taking care of him as I expect I him to can, take care of me. Can we add do do for a living, Dorothy? I'm a hygienist. Okay, so you have a legitimate profession. Yeah. Yes, I'm a dental hygienist. I work four or five days a week. I want to just, can we just add in the fact of if that's what's needed, right? Mm -hmm. Because she's saying, she's saying make sure the house is clean and stuff like that. I want to add in that if that's what's needed in the relationship. I don't want it to seem like the only way to service your man is make sure the house is clean and stuff like that. Right. Oh, but no, that will, that's that will be very minimal. Right. Yeah, yeah, I'm just going to add it. But, right, they will, but, they will key yeah. in on that. Dorothy, I do want to ask you, because we talked about the social media aspect of stuff and of relationships, do you feel like we're more entertained by relationships now than inspired by them? And I ask that Definitely. because a lot of the real the expectations that are set on men are from an entertainer's aspect. Take like, yeah, you, like, oh, Give me you that. know, Moneybag Gil just bought his girl the a range. Lambo's it's girl, like, right. but that's Moneybag Gil. That's He's money an entertainer. Bag, yeah. yeah, it's like right. a lot of men are not entertainers. <laughs> like, and, and, and what's funny about that is generally those reposts and thought processes yeah. are coming from very, very regular women. Yeah. Right? And I don't mean regular in the sense that, I don't mean regular in the sense that they are not worth pursuing or yeah. actively treating. But regular in the sense that you're not the woman that money bag yo is talking to. Yeah, mm. not in that space. Yeah, to be even received. Ain't never seen a Lambo. You feel what I'm talking saying? about? He need to buy me the, a Lambo. The people around you probably work at a call center. So mm. why are you worried about a Lambo truck? Mm. You feel what I'm saying? So mm. in that space, hey, I love my call center girls. <laughs> <laughs> my, 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 point is, my point is this: it's the unrealistic expectations that are hurting us, right? Facts. Expectations Facts. are good because that's where reciprocity comes from. Right. You can't have reciprocity without first having an expectation. Effectively, you put out a modus operandi, and you're like, this is what I'm expecting. Mm. And if I'm expecting this, I'm going to give this. And if I'm giving this, I'm expecting what? Absolutely. You yeah. feel what I'm saying? So in that space, like we got to be more realistic, which is what we're saying when it, in regards to, I, I don't like the term humbling themselves or humbling yeah. yourself. That's not yeah. what we're talking about. We're talking about simply being realistic. Yeah, absolutely. Simply looking at your surroundings, looking at what's around you, and saying, okay, this is my quote-unquote playing field. Mm -hmm. right? You ain't in the playing field with money back. Yeah. Right. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. Right. If you were, you wouldn't be reposting about Lambos. You probably yeah. have one. Yeah, yeah. that's <laughs> real. So it's just that's like real. In that space for men and women, for real. For men and women, because a lot of men look at that, and they be like, dang, I hate that this is happening. Or yeah. I hate when I see... My brother, that ain't even got nothing to do with nope. you. Nothing. Stay, you know stay out yeah. the way. Stay out the way and stay in what? Yo, lane. Yeah. How you feel, Dorothy, about the Inspire versus Entertain? That's very true because of oh, social media. So we'll see celebrities, entertainers, influencers, buying girls, Birkin bags, and stuff like that. Like, you don't even make that amount of money in a year. What are you going to do with a Birkin bag? Why you want a Birkin bag and a Honda anyway? <laughs> why, exactly. Somebody going to question it anyway. Yeah, yeah. Like, why you, you man, at least, at, at least, yeah. you know. Right. Buy a house. Those new Teflon bags. Yeah, buy a house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah buy, right, right. Uh, Colton, I saw you, uh, are you ready to jump he out of your yeah, skin? Yeah, he, got no, <laughs> he got his notes ready. Like, uh, he got his notes ready. Because I, I just, it's almost like a, I just would like to take a further step back. So, like, we oftentimes associate standards and values, you know, 
we have to, your values have to align with your standards. So if your value, if you value money the most, you know, or even the, the whole construct of, of you know, social norms and roles and things like mm-hmm. that, I think we've been very, uh, I mean, I can't say very, we've been 100% influenced by uh, Eurocentric, you know, society. Absolutely. Colonization, things like that. And that was more, that, those roles, those societal norms were more so thrust upon us as opposed to, you know, our indigenous cultures. And I don't mean to jump too far back, but, you know, if you look at indigenous cultures at that time prior to colonization, there was a lot of, you know, kind of for the team when it came to a relationship Mm -hmm. or or a man and a woman um, in the family. So certain, the the roles and saying this is a masculine role, this is a feminine role, I need to do this, I need to do that. That's a, I, I think is a very Eurocentric approach to a relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think that's necessarily right all the time. Right. And, and that Eurocentric approach has, has put money at the, at the top of it. Yeah. You know, as opposed to the, the human side of it. So, you know, I would much, yeah, of course I want to make a lot of bread. I love my girl to make a lot of bread. Not a big deal. She makes more than me. That, none of that stuff really matters to me. But at the end of the day, if, as a as human beings, we're not on the same page in terms of what we actually value. Then we could be super rich, but now I'm I'm in this room, she's in that room. Yeah, absolutely. You know we're, we're good point, Colton. You make a good point. Not to detract from your point, but circumstances are definitely different. Oh, absolutely. And so in this space, we live in we live in a capitalistic or cap. We live in capitalism, yep. right? So effectively, money has to be at the forefront. Otherwise, you ain't gonna survive. So it's just like. Yes, I understand, and I, I, I look at the humanistic side of things, but at the end of the day, the humanistic side of things ain't going to pay the bills. Yeah, it's, yeah. And it's, it's at the forefront for me as an individual, but not how I choose my partner. But see, what I like of what he's saying, though, and this is for what I'm taking from it, is that we have people who have money at the forefront don't have any money. Like, how can you value, yeah. how, can yeah. your, how can your number yeah. one value be money? And you ain't got it. You ain't got it. Yeah, but you're requiring this from other people. It's like yeah. you're trying to get people to save you instead you're, of saying, you know what? Right. I value money. I take care of my money. And if you realize if you take care of your money and do the things you're supposed to do, it'll put you in those circles Absolutely. where somebody will have yeah. equal or more than what you have. No bag, but got the expectations of the bag. Jump on it. We know that this is not all women. Oh, yeah. yeah we got to add that in. Got to add that in. Right? We get it. You know what I mean? So. So Dorothy, yeah, you you made some made some very pivotal points. Is there anything you want to any other points you want to make before you dip out today? So to follow up on what he was saying, I'm very big on don't expect what you don't have. Like mm-hmm. if you want someone who's fit, be fit. If you want someone who has money, right. have money. Like don't you know stay in your playing field. Right. Yeah. So you want a man with a six pack, but you got a keg, you know. So it's yeah, like yeah, it's, not it's like it's, not it's like come, yeah. come on, yeah. man. And then, honestly, that, that's Olympia. something that we don't talk about enough. And that's some, you know, the biggest thing that I always say is that like a lot of women don't hold other women accountable. And so, but a lot of times you will see a lot of fellas, even if you barely know the man, you may hold him accountable. Like he may post something on the gram, and you may like, bro, like I really. I really don't rock with that. Like, this is my perspective on this. But it's like you get a lot of women either turning their head or applauding it, even though they really don't believe in it. And so, Mm -hmm. like, this whole hype culture and and social media and they in the damn down, they in their DMs and they on their comments. Girl power. You know, and this whole this whole woman 007 thing is like it's like, yo, really. If women hold each other more accountable, more consistently, we wouldn't have a lot of the issues that we have. Right. Like. An example would be this. 
how many babies do you think would be born out of wedlock if people didn't celebrate babies being born out of wedlock? Mm. If it was really shunned and really frowned upon and your friends like were legit, was, like where it, it used was, to be, like, like where was, your friends yeah. were borderline stop talking to you or like, things like that. that and that's just an example. That? That's just an example Never. of, of, of the type of things that, that women kind of have this standard, but the women in their network aren't holding them to that and not, are not holding them accountable. It's never anybody going against the grain, mm-hmm. you know? It's, it's, always, it's always a lot of hype and support. Go, I wouldn't do it, but you go, girl. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so, yeah. And so, uh, and so like, you're, one of the most pivotal points you made is um, you don't expect anything you don't have, right? Um, and even if you have it, that shouldn't be your expectation. I think Colton was hitting on the intangible characteristics that a human should have that don't relate to money, right? Mm-hmm. And a lot of those things um, relate around trust, uh, standard moral character, being an overall arching good person, right? Those things you cannot put a price tag on. Um, and those things are some things that you also can set as a standard that should not waver. And then the other things can kind of come after that. For example, Dorothy, what what are some intangibles being divorced, you know, being somebody, like you said, who who've been around both your parents and stuff like that. What are some intangibles that the next guy should have taking money off the table? Like what are just some general characteristics that you think should be w- measured a lot higher than financial, not a lot higher, but be measured more than financial. Mental stability. Mm. Okay. Elaborate on like, that a little bit. <laughs> that sounds very simple, but y'all make us crazy though. No. <laughs> 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 um, Finding somebody who is just mentally stable, who knows how to decompress, who knows how to Mm. unload and kind of stay at an even kill. Like, I feel like people are so anxious or on like a fast track that they can't like almost like kind of live in a moment, kind of like Mm -hmm. they just all over the place Mm -hmm. in a sense. So mental stability is number one for me. Okay. Um, can I ask you that? Can I ask you a question in regards to that? Mm-hmm. Um, what at what age were you when you got married? I was thirty-one. Okay. Do you feel like you, um, looking back on it, do you think you do you feel like you wish you would have got married sooner, or still waited no. to the age you were at? Okay. Why now, um, definitely in my twenties, who I was dating at the time, we we were both. Um, I was engaged to someone else before I got married. So So in my twenties, we just weren't there. Um, I definitely grew up a whole lot in that relationship and knew exactly what I wanted after that one. And me and my ex-husband met and he was perfect. I mean, the only thing we ever kind of butted heads over is, you know, like how our family life would be because we were kind of raised very differently. I wanted kids, he not so much. So, you know, and definitely in my thirties, I knew today, I know exactly what I want. Like I'm not iffy on, on what I need and want from a man. Okay. Now what, 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 what intangible things did he have? Because there had to be something that if you knew he didn't want to have kids, that must have been something. Oh, I didn't know that in the beginning. You didn't know. I didn't know that. So, and whenever you all were dating, he said, I want to have kids. Yes. And then whenever you got married, he changed his mind. Okay. He decided later he didn't want any more kids. 
Okay. Yeah. Well, why, yeah. he he decided in the marriage that he no longer wanted to have children. Yes. Okay. Okay. Now, do you you feel like that was a very big barrier, and for you all to stay remain married? Um, that was a huge deal breaker for me because I definitely want kids. I I'm the last child of five. I grew up very much on family life, like family gatherings, just coming from like a family unit. So I definitely want to have that. And he was definitely taking a part of me that all I kind of lived my life around family. Right. Now, um, my last question in regards to that is, um, did you all do marriage counseling? Definitely. Definitely. Okay. And there was no, no, um, positive result from that. No. So, um, he already had kids within a lot of drama around his kids and he didn't want to put himself through that again with someone else if we didn't work out. So I couldn't blame him, you know. How many children did he have? Two. Okay. Mm. Was he married before? Yes. Okay. Okay. Now what's your perspective on that? On um, What would you uh, give, would you raise caution to younger girls? What, what would you tell the 25 year old you in regards to dating men and potentially marrying men that have been married before and have children? From a previous marriage. Don't. That's real. That's real. That's real. That's real. Wow. Explain why a little bit. Okay. So I've never dated anyone who had kids. He was the first okay. person I've ever dated that had kids. And I let everything else kind of outweigh the fact that he had kids. Okay. So when I, I don't have kids. So when you meet someone who has kids, you have to think about how less flexible they're going to be, you know, like where their priorities are going to lie or where their priorities should lie, should always be with their kids. Mm -hmm. So me not having kids, like my, I'm flexible on everything. I could get up and go tomorrow. I don't have any dependents. So meeting someone who has kids kind of put a limitation on your life. I mean, unless you can't have kids and you're ready to play stepmom and, you know, dive into that role. But for myself, like, I like to live baggage-free until I have my own kids. Right. Now, this question for the fellas. We can take a quick poll real quick. Is it if a man has kid, kids, plural, and he is transitioning into a marriage, are his kids priority or is his wife priority? Mm. I think. Let me think on that. Ooh. I mean. My gut, my gut tells me immediately what I actually think. My kids are still priority. Okay. I just, and I, I, don't I know it's there. not really the yeah. right thing to say or any kind of like, but no matter what the I case is, my kids are a piece of me. Like yeah. that's my legacy. Like I just, I have Kid, to prioritize my yeah, children Kids, first. Kids are different because that's actually you. Yeah. yeah. Like it's always going to be different. That's actually you. Even like she said, dating a man with kids. I, I had a discussion the other day about dating women with kids. It's, Nine times out of ten, your third priority at best being a man. I'm glad mm-hmm. you segued into that because that was going to be my question. Third, third priority at best to because college. the kid, how you provide for the kid, and then me. So, Duke, what is your opinion? Do do is or is your wife the? It's my kids for sure. Okay, so I'm, a, I'm a, so I'm a, I would say the opposite because it would be I I should not be have the intention of being married if my wife is not going to be number one because. Okay, so let's say, for instance, you don't have children before you get married and you and your wife have kids. Right. Who's the priority, your wife or your children? 
your wife is a priority, right? We, we, we agree or disagree? Wait. If, so, if, so let's if say me and my wife, yeah, if me and my wife have kids, you and your wife have, you don't need, everybody has a okay. clean slate. Yeah. You who's all get, who's your priority, your wife or your children? I think mutually our children are uh, priority. Yeah, I think no, what is your priority? Yeah, what's your priority before, you a, get, before the kids? Oh, I mean, have, I, it's, right? it's my as, wife as, because as I watch a, my dad tell me all the time, like, hey, if you don't do this, I'm going to be in trouble. So it's your wife. Would you say, pick one. Would you say it's your wife? Mm. Or it's your children. Mm, that's tough, man. She's taking care of them, dog. <laughs> I mean, I, I would I, in, a, in, a <laughs> world, in, in an ideal world. In an ideal world, I would yeah, think that, that. I yeah, would think our kids is is our priority. Mm-hmm. Like because as a man, I'm already gonna think about myself last. It's always gonna be yeah. my family then me. But but if and when you I had, say family, that's wife and kids. Uh, no, okay. Let me let me break it down for another scenario. Okay, your wife is in labor. And the doctor says Ooh. it's her or the what child. Who do you pick? Um, the wife. See what I'm saying? Because you're, you you understand that your wife can yeah. can can we'll replicate do and yeah. do it again if yeah. need be. But do you sacrifice the woman that you say is your person that that was you all are soulmates? You will place on this earth for <sighs> you all to me. But who would she choose? Who would she choose? Go ahead, Cole. Because this is a very unique situation. But my brother and I discussed it yesterday, and it plays. You know, it has a. You know, it's close to the heart. So my my grandmother, whom I, I've never met, she was told if she had kids, she would die. She tried to have four children. All four kids died. She then had my uncle and my dad, and then she tried to have another child and died after that. Every doctor that told her she would die and she should not do this or would not approve it, she felt like God put her on this earth to have children. Mm-hmm. And that was what she wanted. So that's a whole different perspective of it that we don't take into consideration. That's right. That's, yeah. Where... Because the, the, she's going to choose the kid every time. Yes. Every, every time. time. Every if, time. If, if it comes down to it, she's going to be like, do every not but get by, the kid. But by nature, that that's correct because the child, she carries the child. She nurtures the child. She births the child. She mm-hmm. brings the child into this world. So they have a different attachment yeah. to the child in comparison to the man where it was kind of like a one action thing. Yeah. You now bring this, planted this seed, yeah. and now you're waiting nine months. Yeah. Whereas the woman has an attachment to the kid. So going back to it, would you say that a man that's transitioning to the original question of what Dorothy was saying, when a man transitions into a marriage and he already has children already, is the priority his children still or is the priority now his wife? I I think, like you said, if he's getting to the point where he wants to be married, then he's kind of made the stage of, okay, she's going to be priority number one. Right. But I still think, Given just be, just context, yeah. I still yes. think yeah. because because yes, how I'm because like how situational yeah. type yeah, yeah, yeah. of deal. But it's like, like but it's like how like can I'm you marry her because she, we both know that my kids are and, a priority and she loves yeah. my kids and priority. Yeah. Right. So yes, my, I would I would say I would all my wife is number one priority because I know that our number one priority priority is our kids. Right. right. Yeah. But I know for my kids to get the most from their mother and father, I have to make sure that my wife is number one. Absolutely. To, so she right. can be at her best. Because so she, yeah. she's it's what keeps like, the engine going. Yeah. Right. So it's almost yeah. a, a situational type of deal. Now, if, it, if it's a, because this is the first time I've, I've dated a young lady who had a son. Mm-hmm. And I, but I, and I've never done it before. I said I would never do it. Mm. But then Ooh. I also, <laughs> All right, no, no, and I'll take because it, it was it was a transition for me because I was coming from a space of from a, a social perspective of I'm not gonna mess with a girl that has kids. I never even right. thought about it. Yeah. Absolutely. But then I meet a girl and I'm like, okay, if I'm gonna keep this guard up, I may be passing up the person who is perfect for me. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So then when I met her, 
she has a son, mm-hmm. you know, and then my brother has is divorced and now has a lady and he already had a child. So I had seen what, what can happen, but at the age I am now and the maturity level I'm at now, for me personally, not everybody, but I was able to say, I know she prioritizes her son first, mm-hmm. but I'm okay with that mm-hmm. because I don't need an overwhelming amount of attention from her for me to be happy and for me to function. Absolutely. But as I, you know, our, our relationship developed, I now looked at her son, not as his father, because his father's around. Right. I looked at him as, as I want to set a good example for him, but I also want to support her because it makes such a big difference for a young man to have a man actually in the house. Absolutely. Yeah. His dad's yes. raising him. Yes. How he don't need to be raised. You don't. He don't. You no, don't. He need don't need to raise him. But she needs support from a a, a masculine presence Partner, in the home but, to to give her some backup. But see, he isn't that more? Isn't that like? Doesn't that want, make you want her more that she prioritizes that? her son? Like, isn't that because you're you're looking at it and you're like, I want somebody to treat my kids just like that. Well, absolutely. You know what I mean? Absolutely. You know and what I mean? will say, and I'm attracted. Uh, nurturers exactly and i know that about myself exactly. and because here, if man. we would have met prior to her having a child i don't know how our relationship may have gone i'm, I'm not sure personality mm. when you become a mother I'm the nurturing away. aspect you know it's supposed to grow yeah. up yeah, yeah. flourish so <laughs> right her, i mean supposed, supposed to yeah, yeah, supposed to. yeah. yeah. he threw that well, supposed and to she, <laughs> and she's the type of person that she took one you know total responsibility all that uh-huh. stuff and you know the, the nurturing aspect that she kind of exudes is good for me. Yeah, and then I know my personality, not only ha- is, is she a nurturer, but because she has a child, her, she's very prioritized budget. This, that makes sure my son has the best she's, situation. She's and grown I, up. I needed a mm-hmm. companion who could help me budget financial because mm-hmm. I've always been like a, I'm a, I'm a go, yeah. I'm so, a go get it. So and so like, many young mothers miss that. It's like, okay, you, you have to change now. You, you have a kid. And so, Whenever you are, and so some people say it's impossible for, you know, women who are our age to have a child first that's no longer with the father of that child to get a man of high character, high value, alpha male who's bossing. It's not impossible. It's just the fact that you one have to be realistic with yourself and you have to change for the better so that that alpha male I'm, I'm high gonna, value gonna, man and, and is going to is going to say you know what well, like, uh-huh. i'm going to go ahead and say it and call a spade a spade you got to work harder right if you if you have you do. a child right yeah. and you're trying to go at a man and you, this man you he has your interest you have interest his interest and you want him to choose you over the single chick that probably look better and has a better career has better trajectory and she's younger mhm and so but but i think you know you said something real key though I think the glue to your relationship is the fact that his father is involved right. and his father yeah. is raising oh, him. Yeah. Well, exactly. it, but I think it, it also depends on the age of the child. Mm-hmm. If it, it would actually be really easy if, if he was one, two, three years old, dad was never around. I wouldn't say easy, but it, then it's almost you got more influence. Yeah, yeah. Transition but, is much, but, much easier. But her son was eight. Mm-hmm. He knows his thought process, and, yeah. he, and he was very, and he's a very smart and sharp kid. And he's very attentive to, to detail and to anything going on in the room. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So, it that did. He he needs a he he doesn't need a father. He needs no. a stepfather. Yeah, he yeah. just he really right. just he didn't need well, a, a present. Needs, when you get to that point, it's certain things that look boys get away with that women may not pick up Absolutely. on. Absolutely. And as soon as I started to be introduced as not just the friend, like this is a relationship. Some authority, yeah. Well, I started, and I was very cautious about you know 
putting, you know, setting them straight or, or, or calling them out. You watched them. Sometimes I would tell her like, "Hey, you need to, you need to, you know, nip yeah. this in the bud now." But then once we got to a, a point where I knew I had his respect, even as a nine-year-old, yeah, I need, his, I need to earn his respect yeah. before I tell him what to do. Um, that that's when, yeah, yeah. that's when I right. started. I started letting her like. I noticed there's little things that she would never notice, but because I'm a man and I used mm-hmm. to be a boy, mm-hmm. I ain't letting that shit slide. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like, absolutely. Let you play. Yeah. Yeah. D- yeah. And he needs responses that. to hey, mom. Hey, same thing. Go ahead, Dorothy. Um, does a does a man with kids have to work harder? I mean, he has to, to have a, a lot of <laughs> other great qualities. <laughs> I mean, what? he has to. Everything else have to be a damn near a ten. Mm. coming with kids. That's just what it is. Mm. On both sides. Yeah, so I think it's on both sides. Yeah. Yeah. You have to be I mean, as long as it's on both sides, and they can't argue with that. Yeah. Here's what throws me off, all right? So a lot of men in that particular bracket often find themselves attracting single mothers, right? Those single mothers think that they're qualified, I'm using air quotes here, mm-hmm. to actually take those shots, right? But when those men sit back and say, no, I'm good, you have a child, they, those men get belittled by those single mothers. How are you going to tell me? My child don't got nothing to do with you. Mm. Yada, yada, yada. Though that line of thinking in and of itself is a, it's, I hate to use this term, but I'm going to throw it out there. It's delusional, bro. But to sit back and say, my child has nothing to do with you. Because he, he had 100% he or she has everything, everything. to do with me. It's a package deal. I think if, if you're going to come into that home as a man, as a stepfather, Pay bills. First of all, that's what you're going to be. It's a, it's a oh, thank. Yeah. People, a stepfather says it's a thankless job. Day, but thankless if you're going to come in there, if, if, you, if you're going to be responsible for the financial overhead of somebody, else of somebody else's now. son, then uh, you have direct authority. You should. To discipline him. Yep. To sure. and and you can have a relationship with his father to let him let the father know, yeah, hey, yeah. this is my this is my house. These are the expectations I have from your son. I know that you're raising him to be a respectable young man, but. Just let you know, this is my home. This is how I'm going to handle things. Are you in a group? Are you in agreement with it? And one thing, one thing, like I said, everything I believe is situational. One thing my girl did that that made me more comfortable because those thoughts were in the back of my head every time I'm like, oh yeah, gotta. I mean, it would just be a lot easier if I was starting from scratch. Yeah, I used to take that in consideration a lot. Now it's non-existent. But I definitely went through uh, an extended period of time that she didn't necessarily know, but I was doing a lot of thinking about it. And even before we got really into a relationship, one, I didn't meet him till he was six, seven months in. Mm-hmm. I was okay. like, not like a real, you know, formal meeting. We may have gone and got like ice cream, and he just thought I was a friend or a coworker mm-hmm. or something like that. But and we weren't telling him, you know, lying to him. He just wasn't asking. So yeah, we just kept, we didn't, we didn't play. He it just that knew way. he was getting ice cream. But, he yeah. didn't really care who, <laughs> who got it. Yeah. But she was, she what disarmed, like when you're saying the, you know, she's like, this isn't. Your, she gave me so many opportunities to be out like mm. she get she was like you don't have to do don't feel like you have to do this mm. i know it you know we could just be that's that's humble yeah that's that's humble. she was like yeah but and that was very disarming for me because it was like okay i had the feeling with other girls who may have had kids like you're trying to reel me in so so because you want somebody here. she gave you yeah, a choice yeah, yeah. Yeah. she yeah. gave yeah. you choice she was like she, flexibility man love flexibility she said she <laughs> yeah. options we, lo- look, we love making it we love thinking that a decision was ours yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> You know, you know, like what resonated for me when I knew I had the right one was overhearing her conversation with someone, another, a friend of hers saying, you know, do you think, cause I, you know, I'm entrepreneur, I'm bouncing around. I don't have a typical, you know, mm-hmm. day to day job. Or, yeah. Nine to five job. 
So a friend of hers asked, you know, you know, do you think Colton will be able to provide if something happened to you? Or can you can't think Colton can provide? And she was like, well, first off, I can provide for myself. Mm-hmm. I don't need his money, but I am 100% confident if something were to happen, Colton would handle everything. And for me, it was like, Oh damn! That trust. Yeah, my wife. That trust. Like now, now yeah, that wife, was yeah. the last. Like she anything tried, yeah. that was in question, it was yeah. like she didn't know I was yeah. listening. She didn't yeah. know I heard it. Right. I was like, but she took. Oh, but shit, the right. thing is, like unknowingly, she she took that doubt away. Yeah. 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 Because like, yeah, he he's got it under control. He yeah. can do it. And then for me, that like almost like ignited emotionally. I'm an emotional person. It was like, not only does she trust me with her, but she now she trusts me with her son. If something mm. were to happen, that's key. And that's Wait, a whole other level. Hold, hold on, dude. Hold on. Cause I want I want to make sure that we that we taking advantage of Dorothy. Um, do you think that it's an unrealistic expectation simply because in the back of their mind they don't trust that it can happen? Like, take 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 the man making a hundred k. Like we're saying, like some of these expectations for men are unrealistic, but it's like in the back of their mind do they really believe that they can obtain this? You know what I mean? Or do yeah, they, they believe really that. Believe? No, yeah. But who are they empowering to do that? Because if you really believe that your man could be 100K, then you should believe that for a 40K man mm-hmm. and take him to a 100K man. You know what I mean? If that's what you really believe that you can have. Well, you know what you know. the difference between what you're saying is is work. Facts. Mm, true. Some women don't want to work. Mm. They mm. want it to just be gift wrapped in a box with a red bow on top. Mm. And, hey, I have my degree. I'm, I'm fit. I look good. Yeah. I deserve this. Yeah. And that's yeah. a common theme amongst women is, I deserve, I deserve, I deserve. Nobody deserves nothing before what they work for. Exactly. And so if men if, that early. And so if men and women begin to work, put in the same work ethic equally in relationships, the, the playing field changes because a lot of times it's the man that's working, working, working to get the woman. Nah, you a king, make her also work to keep you. Right. Now, so now, just to go back, just to go back, Colton, because I don't want to miss you. And Dorothy, and Dorothy, yeah, yeah. Dorothy, we be uh, we'll let you go in a heavy. second, okay? You said mm-hmm. something heavy didn't mean to hear what she said she heard it in passing yep so the fact that she respected you behind closed doors absolutely say oh yep boom so in that space it was the respect for your manhood and your ability to go get it that made her say i trust this man for and she defended so you and too she, yeah. defended, and, and, she defended and, you that's right key on, and i have to be now, honest about something too though let me, let oh go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. now let's take into consideration what we see throughout social media right Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Y'all seen that junk that mm-hmm. said if you ain't taller than today's date, oh, that you don't talk to man. us? Yeah, that's Yeah, because it was June 3rd yeah. and I was pissed because I couldn't say nothing either. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Why, why I won't even close. Here's, listen. <laughs> yeah. I'm mad. I ain't yeah, like that one. Yeah, I ain't like that one at all. I ain't like that one at all. Here's why it made me Anything after tight. June, don't post it. Because it's set, Because keep in mind, we supposed to protect and respect black women, right? Mm-hmm. In that space. They tell us, stop the body shaming. Stop this, stop that, right? But you just said, to, you basically made it, a, even if it's said in jest, because the truth comes out in what? Jest, mm. right? So we may be kiki and ha-ha-ha, but we saying real shit. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. So y'all kiki and ha-ha-ha and reposting, saying yada, yada, yada. But you mean so, it. But you mean it. But you mean so it. So it shows yeah. a yeah. lack of respect Absolutely. Mm-hmm. for men in general, because yeah. you just said, if you ain't this, then you ain't shit. I, I say it often, you man. I say it so often. I don't know if modern women revere us, man. They don't. To, so to, I don't think they do. Mm-hmm. I won't say that they don't. Mm-hmm. This is my opinion. It is not a fact. I have no studies that show. Let me say this in the mic. I have no studies uh, that show that women, know, the black the women stats. in particular, do not respect black men. All I have 
is the collective experiences and statements, a.k.a. all my, I don't want to use that word, all my people, brethren, etc., who have spoken to this fact. If I put out, if we put half of the stuff we said out right now, I guarantee you 90% of men would be like, hell yeah. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? And if yeah. that's the case, then we can't be too far off from the quote-unquote fact or truth. Absolutely. And so going back to Colton's point, you know what I mean? This woman respected him behind closed doors. This woman said, I'm not going to put no bullshit out on his name. Mm-hmm. Right? Simply or let anybody or let else anybody do it. Else yeah, yeah, do yeah, it. Yeah. Right. That old, old and, girl, yeah. whoever that friend was, was like, mm-hmm. I don't know, girl. He probably don't got it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. a bull. But right? see, it's, it's crazy because it's like, why is a friend doubting you? Boom. Yeah. You know but, what I mean? Like, don't even lack, know me. That's yeah. general lack of respect. Though, yeah. Because what's, what do women ask? The, what's the first thing women ask yeah. when you when you're, when you're somebody says, oh, I'm interested in this man? Mm-hmm. Or what does he do? Mm-hmm. So effectively, Absolutely. effectively, it ain't about you. Yeah. They don't respect you. But your resources. They, thank mm-hmm. you. And so in that space, if you're a provider, that's all they care about. So mm-hmm. they want security. All right, bet. Boom. If that's the case, then what am I getting for that deal? And what you feel me? We making it transactional. You worried about how much I'm making. You worried about if I can provide. You worried about if I'm doing X, Y, and Z. Let's talk about and it. And I gotta add to that being 100% honest. And Cole, I'm gonna let you make the last point. Yeah, that that initial reaction, that first re- the first reaction I had wasn't the best reaction. I actually mm. heard it and it pissed me off. Mm. But when you talk about your network is your net worth, same thing when it comes to a relationship. I called my best friend, Luns, a lot of y'all yeah, know yep, yep. Mm-hmm. I called him and I was I was actually livid. I was like, bruh, you ain't gonna believe what a friend. She said this, man, this shit. And I actually, I didn't even get a chance to tell him my emotions. I told him the story. He said, damn, nigga, don't that shit make you feel good when your girl got your back? I said, all I was mad about was the, both friend, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. the disrespect. Yeah. I said, and then I told him probably two weeks later, I was, later, I was like, bruh, you changed the game for me, my, my perspective. Yeah. Because it was mm-hmm. a perspective. Mm-hmm. But most niggas I would have called and told would have been like, Fuck her, mm-hmm. like the other girl. But yeah. my boy's yeah. like, Brent, but that's why that's why it's, your, it's your important who your back. friends are, yeah. man. Exactly. But you know, yep. to, to wrap it all up, I mean, we lost Dorothy. She made it hop back on, so yeah. we can tell her thank you. Um, but uh, she made some good points too. Yeah, yeah she was, it, she was get her back on. She was preaching. But um, Dorothy, can you hear us? Yes, sorry. Oh yeah, I, I, I want you to come back on so we can tell you thank you. You know, we gentlemen, yeah. of course. So Thanks we just want to say thank you. Thank, thank you for coming on. We got, we got to bring you back, man. Bring, bring some of your friends too that disagree with us, so we can. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> bring them to the comment section. That's where we fire everybody up, anyway. Yeah. But thank you, man. Thank, thank you for coming on. We, we definitely appreciate your time. Thank you guys for having me. I look forward to doing it again. And oh, yeah, definitely, for sure. I'll gather the girls and. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And make sure y'all sit around. You know, put in. The, we drop the links in the group chat. Send the episode out to them. See, so we can see what their comments are. Yeah, I have some very opinionated friends, so. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Perfect. <laughs> that's our favorite. Perfect. Yeah, that's our favorite friends. <laughs> All right. I appreciate it. All right, you guys. Have a good one. Enjoy your right, Sunday. Thank you. Thank you. So all in all, fellas, um, the very, very good conversation. Um, I think uh, realistic expectations have to happen in order for healthy relationships to happen. Mm-hmm. I think there has to be a shift in that. And um, we have to get a new standard. You know, if, if social media is your standard, you need to do some soul searching Start looking at your friends around you. If you don't have any friends, you need to look in the mirror mm-hmm. um, because your reality is a reflection of you and what vibrational plane that you're on. So you want high expectations, you got to vibrate high. You know, if not, that means that you're on a lower vibration. So all in all, you know, do, do women have unrealistic standards and high expectations for men that they deserve or may, may or may not deserve? We'll find out. Thank you.